Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. Even in the midst of the saints, even to appreciate you. Lord, thank you for yet another Thanksgiving Sunday. Father, as we go into your word, our prayer is that, Lord, you speak to us. Amen. Father, reveal the rema of the word to us. And let our hearts be receptive to your word. And make us do us, not just hear us. Lord, take over control of my life. Oh, that I may diminish, that the spirit of the Lord may be alive in me. Thank you, awesome God, in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brethren, we bless the name of the Lord for bringing us to the month of December. December is a very special month to me. <laughs> for so many special reasons. But I also want to thank God because it is a month where the Christians have chosen to remember that Jesus Christ was born at a time. You know, so many may argue that it's not December. Some say it's October. It doesn't matter what month it is. The important thing is that somehow it's convenient for us at the end of the year to celebrate and remember the fact that Jesus was born. And therefore, it is a season of joy. Praise the Lord. It's a season of joy. Please, for our test, I want us to look at the book of John, John chapter 16, from 16 to 24. John Chapter 16, from verse 16, and I'll read. It says, and I'll read it from the New Living Translation. John 16, from verse 16. And it says, In a little while you won't see me anymore. This is Jesus speaking. But a little while after that, you will see me again. Some of the disciples asked each other, what does it mean when he says in a little while you won't see me, but then you will see me, and I'm going to the Father? And what does it mean by a little while? We don't understand. Jesus realized they wanted to ask him about it, so he said, are you asking yourselves what I mean? I said in a little while you won't see me, but a little while after that you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. Can you say to yourself, my joy will turn to wonderful joy? It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When a child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. And I speak to everyone in this house that is expecting a baby. That's how much joy you will have. Your anguish will give way to joy in Jesus' name. Verse 22 says, So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, you will need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. Hallelujah. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. Praise the Lord. 
Brethren, we are discussing a message titled Abundant Joy. This is the Lord Jesus Christ himself saying that we will ask using his name. That means that using the name of Jesus, you will ask and you receive abundant joy. My prayer for you this morning is that this season and always, you receive the abundant joy that the Lord God Almighty himself gives. Brethren, if we look at verse 20, he clearly says to us that indeed we will weep and mourn over what is going to happen. This is Jesus Christ talking about his death. But the world will be rejoicing at that time. He said we will grieve, but our grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. Oh, that your grief may turn to wonderful joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Brethren, Psalm 30. I want us to go to the book of Psalm 30 and verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 5. He says, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. King James says, sorrow may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. By God's grace, this is our morning of joy, our season of joy. Just for those of us that might not know the difference. Happiness is what happens when something exciting happens to you. It's very transient. So somebody can be happy this moment and sad the next moment. But joy is different. Joy is a feeling, a great pleasure. You know, a happiness that comes and is dependent from Jesus. Because joy itself is from Jesus Christ. You know, joy is something that comes from the Lord. It's something that is a fruit of the Spirit. If you go to the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, you will see that joy was listed as the second fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 22 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Then it mentions joy. And then it carries on to other things. But then I want to let us know that joy is permanent. Joy is abundant. Joy is everlasting. Joy is continuous because it's a fruit that comes from the Spirit. So Jesus himself gives joy, but the Holy Spirit himself also gives it as a fruit. And Lord God Almighty, the God that we serve, is actually a God of joy. He is a God of joy. That's why he sent his son Jesus Christ to us that will have joy everlasting, joy that is abundant. Brethren, in, 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 in John 13, Jesus predicted his betrayal. That's John chapter 13. And he, he also protect, uh, predicted not just his betrayal by people that are not his own, but even his own, even Peter, denying him. If you move on to John chapter 14, he reminded us that he is the way to the Father and promised the Holy Spirit. Then moving on to chapter 15 of John, of the book of John, the Lord Jesus reminded his disciples that he is the true vine. And, you know, he spoke to them of the hatred that comes from the world, but then encouraged them and reassured them that he would depart, but that he would send them an advocate. And so it's understandable that if you now come to John 16, he begins to explain even the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what the first part of that John 
verse 6, uh, chapter 6 talks about. But then if you move on to the later part of that John chapter 6, you see that he started talking about the sadness that will be turned to joy. Sadness because of all the trials, sadness for all the betrayals, sadness for the fact that they, they, will they themselves will suffer, I mean the disciples and the apostles will suffer as he leaves them. But the beautiful thing is that he ended by reminding them that indeed, that joy is very, sorry, that sorrow is very transient. That sadness is transient because abundant joy will take over. Brethren, I want to let us know that joy is associated with singing. The joy of the Lord is associated with singing. If you look at the book of Psalms, Psalm 98, Psalm 98, Psalm 98 tells us from verse 1, it says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. He has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. And then verse 4, I'm reading New Living Translation. Says, shout to the Lord all the earth, break out in praise and sing for joy. Sing your praise to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and melodious song. And it goes on and on. And then it says, make a joyful symphony before the Lord the King. Brethren, you cannot be joyful and not sing a new song. Think of even Paul, even when he was arrested, and how much, you know singing went on with him. I want to remind us that joy is associated with singing. There's a beautiful song that I learned as a child and uh, I don't know if any of us remembers it, but it just says joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart. You know, and it says that it is there when the king is in residence. I've requested the media to help me to project it. And I just want as many of us that know it to sing it. Just as you remind yourself that joy is associated with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Joy is associated with, you know, with, with the Spirit of God because it's a fruit of the Spirit. But then joy, because it's internal, has to be flown high. And so it just says, joy is the flag flown high from the castle of my heart, from the castle of my heart. From the castle of my heart, joy is the flag flown high. From the castle of my heart, when the king is in residence, then. So let it fly in the sky, let the whole world know. Let the whole world know. Let the whole world know. So let it fly. In the sky, let the whole world know that the king is in residence there. Brethren, joy is a flag flown high only when the king is in residence there. It is a heart that has the king resident in it that joys and joys in the Lord. I want to remind us that joy is not only associated with singing, but it's associated with new birth. How do I know? If you go to the book of Luke chapter 1 from 35 
to 44. Luke chapter 1, 35 to 44. You see a beautiful discourse that went on between Mary, the mother of Jesus, and an angel. John chapter 1, if you go to verse 35. You know, it says the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. You see, but the Bible tells us that Mary immediately visited Elizabeth. And verse 39 says, a few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. Brethren, the Bible says, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Brethren, even in a baby, an unborn baby leaped with joy, even at the presence of Mary because Mary was carrying Jesus Christ. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Another translation, I think King James says, leaped for joy. Why did the baby leap for joy? Because joy is associated with new birth. Joy is associated with newness. And my prayer for you is that the Lord will do new things in your life this season. This season where Jesus Christ is the reason. And those will make you to live for joy in Jesus' name. Brethren, joy is also associated with deliverance and victory. If you go to the book of Esther chapter 8, you, in fact, the book of Esther generally tells us about how the children, uh, how the Jews suffered reproach even in foreign lands. But eventually, they were delivered. And the evil report against them was cancelled. And so if you go to the book of Esther chapter 8 verse 17, you will see that it says in every province and every city to which the edict of the king came, there was joy. This is the edict that cancelled the evil one. There was joy. There was gladness among the Jews with feasting and celebration. And many people of other nationalities became Jews because fear of the Jews has seized them. So it's not only that joy is associated with deliverance and victory. It is that joy and victory can bring other people to become your people. What I'm trying to say is that if as a Christian in this season of joy, you radiate so much joy, unbelievers around you can look through and see the beauty of Jesus in you and seek to serve the Christ whom you represent. I hope I'm speaking to someone. Brethren, my prayer is that if you are one of those Christians that believes that to be a, a serious Christian is to be frowning all over the place, I pray that the Lord will deliver you today. Because the joy of the Lord will so overwhelm you that indeed it will infect others around you positively. 
that the joy that, you, that flows from you will make others live for joy and seek to know the God who gives you joy. And therefore, you will tell them it's Jesus. He is the reason for my joy. He is the reason for the season. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage us and remind us that we will be positively infectious by the joy that we carry in Jesus' name. Brethren, I pray that the, the joy of the Lord will be our strength. You know, talking about victory being associated with joy or joy being associated with victory, if you go to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10, you see that the popular passage, the popular phrase that we take, the joy of the Lord is our strength, actually comes from there. And it came after a victory was won by God's people. So if we go to Nehemiah chapter 8, and I just want us to read that verse 10. It says, and Nehemiah continued. Let me start from verse 9. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people, said to them, don't mourn or weep on such a day as this. For today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks. And share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Brethren, the people of the Lord in the book of Nehemiah were reproached. But if you read further down, you see that as a matter of fact, at the end of the day, the Lord gave them victory. And I pray for you that indeed in all the trials you may be going through, the joy of the Lord will be your strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Brethren, Jesus did so many things in his earthly ministry that brought joy to people around him. By healing people, he brought joy to them. By casting out demons, he brought joy to them. By his very presence, imagine, you know, not being judgmental, even against the woman at the well, and things like that. By not condemning sinners, but condemning the sin, he brought joy to them. My prayer is that in this season, you will do like Jesus Christ. You will perform miracles. Everyone you've been judging and judging and judging, you will step back like Jesus and condemn the evil that they are doing, but not the individuals. I pray that in this season, you win souls to the kingdom. In Jesus' name. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs 10, 28, that the prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hope of the world, of the wicked, come to nothing. The prospect of the righteous is joy. May the Lord give you joy as a prospect in Jesus' name. Brethren, James 1, 2-3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials and many, uh, and many um, trials. Yeah? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Sorry, when you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Consider it pure joy when you face trials. Brethren, in this season of joy, I want to say it one more time. That regardless of the kind of trial you may be going through, it says of many kinds, of, it doesn't matter what type it is. It doesn't matter. 
that the testing of your faith may produce perseverance. I want to encourage you to persevere, knowing that indeed sorrow may last for a season, but joy is coming in the morning. And I declare that this is your morning, your morning of joy, the morning of joy. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I want us to know that because it is a season of joy, and remember we sang a song that said joy is a flag that is flown high when the king is in residence there. You cannot have true joy when the king is not resident in you. And the king I'm talking about is King Jesus. The king that we are celebrating in this season. For many of us, Christmas is a season that will buy new clothes, we eat a lot of food, and get fatter and fatter. <laughs> in fact, I was shocked. I was quite impressed to see that the song that was sang this morning was talking about how we're going to get fatter. I want to encourage us, as we get fatter eating the food, I pray that we get fatter eating the spiritual food of the word of God. I pray that we'll be wise and get the joy that comes with salvation. Brethren, in this season of Christmas, in this whole season of December, I want to encourage us to be wise people that will win souls. I want to encourage us that, it, that, that we must continue to reflect that Jesus is the reason for the season and the joy that Jesus brings is a joy that liberates. And so you must go out and win souls so that the captives can be set free. I want to encourage us that it's a season of sharing. That as many clothes as you have, and you know you are no longer going to wear them, maybe for a year you won't wear them, you don't really need them. It's a season of sharing. The same way that Jesus brought joy to the world, I pray that we, as we let the Lord reside in us, we make us to be channels of joy to people around us in Jesus' name. Brethren, I want to encourage us that as Jesus did so many miracles, in this period we should pray that the Lord will revive us spiritually, starting with ourselves. That, so that when we are revived spiritually, the Lord will gift us with the gift of working of miracles. And we can set the captives free in the name of Jesus Christ. Brethren, I want to encourage us that in this season of joy, we should remember and remember and remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. Yesterday, when um, uh, Pastor Deboye was praying for us, Daddy Joe, he reminded us that we have not been telling people about the second coming of Jesus Christ. I know that by God's grace, we sing it like a song. Once we finish sharing the grace in this church, we always recite, I shall live, I shall not die. <laughs> by God's grace, we shall live and will not die. But do you know that every one of us one day will die? I'm not saying that to scare us. Our prayer is that it is at ripe old age. But do you know that as surely as birth is inevitable, that is how surely death is inevitable. The question is, as we joy in this season, are you prepared for the second coming of the Lord, which might come through death or might come through the Lord coming even before we die, even before we are alive? Are you prepared for the second coming of the Lord? Are you happily coming to church every Sunday, doing all the routines, your quiet time, doing all of that, but you are not really ready for the coming of the Lord? In this season of joy, I want to encourage you so that your joy will be really full, that you genuinely reflect upon your life and say, Father, am I rapturable? So even as we bow our hearts right now, I want you to just begin to pray for yourself. Examine your life, the life that you are living. 
Are you really rapturable? If the trumpet sounds now, will you say, Jesus, hold on, I'm not ready? Are you really rapturable? Is the joy of the Lord that you have only for meat and drinks? Or is the joy of the Lord that you have the joy that transcends death? Brethren, I want you to examine your life. What are the little, little foxes that spoil the vine in your life? What are those little, little foxes that spoil the vine in your life? Brethren, examine your life. I want you to examine your life, even as I examine my life this morning. Dear Lord, I commit my life before you. Father, x-ray it. And whatever is me that will make me not, whatever is in me that will make me not be rapturable, whatever is in me that if the trumpet sounds right now, will not make it to heaven, Father, please remove it. Wash me, Lord, purge me. Brethren, are you praying? Are you praying? I want you to pray for yourself. That in every way you have been fearing death, that from today the joy of the Lord in you will be so much that it will transcend you fearing death. I want you to pray for yourself that the joy of the Lord will be so much in your life like Apostle Paul, you will say for me to live is gain and to die is also gain. Pray for yourself that you will not fear death but that the joy of the Lord will be yours. Whether you are in a prison, whether it's in, 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 you are in any form of affliction in the workplace, in your marriage, even in the church, whatever affliction you may be going through, pray for yourself that the Lord will help you rapturable and so that you will not sin, that you will have genuine joy, abundant joy, joy that comes from above. Brethren, abundant joy is joy that liberates from fear of death. Abundant joy is joy that makes you Know that indeed, at the end of times, there is a better house waiting for you. But then pray for yourself. Joy is a spiritual weapon. If you have that spiritual weapon, then there's no shaking. There's nothing to be afraid of. Praise the Lord. Brethren, the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 7 says, I tell you the same way. There will be more joy in heaven. Over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need repenting. Are you in this house and you are a churchgoer, but you are not really repentant? Is there anyone in this house who would like to give their life to Christ? Joy is a spiritual gift for those that have Jesus Christ resident in them. Can I see your hands up if you want to rededicate your life to Christ this morning and say, dear Lord, reside in my life from today. Can I see your hand up if you want to say, dear Lord Jesus, from today I want to abide with you even as you abide in me more than ever before. Brethren, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Most men of God that served him truly had the joy of the Lord. But then they faced persecutions. David had the joy of the Lord in his, himself. But remember, he was the one that wrote Psalm 51. He was the one that sinned but knew when to come back to the Lord. Are you in the house this morning? And you are saying, create in me a new heart, O Lord. Renew a right spirit within me. If that is your prayer, then pray to the Most High God. Are you in the house this morning? You are saying, God, in this season of joy, have mercy upon me because of your unfailing love. If that is your prayer, then pray to the Most High God. Cry out.
God to God and say, Father, have mercy upon me according to your loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Father, Lord, I'm a sinner, but this morning I pray, Lord, wash me, cleanse me, purge me, renew a right spirit in me. Brethren, are you saying to the Lord to wash you thoroughly from your iniquity and cleanse you from sin? Are you acknowledging your transgressions because your sin is ever before God? It's ever before you. Against God, God only have we sinned and done what is evil in his sight. Brethren, it's your prayer. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Are you crying to God saying that even like David? Are you re re realizing and reminding yourself that you are shaping in iniquity? Are you reminding yourself that the Lord desires truth in his inward parts, in the inward parts? Are you here today and you are praying, Father, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Brethren, pray to the Lord this morning. Father, make me to hear joy and gladness. Father, Lord, every bone you have broken in my life because of my sin. Father, reconstruct those bones. Brethren, if you are in the house and there are things you know you've done wrong and you are suffering affliction because of them, today the Lord is in the house and he will have mercy. The Lord is in the house. Cry to him and say, Father, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Brethren, pray that prayer with all of your heart. Pray and say, Father, in this season of joy, Father, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Father, in every way that I had lost the joy of salvation, this morning I'm praying, Lord, restore it unto me. Precious Lord, restore the joy of salvation to me. Lord, today I'm praying for abundant joy that regardless of the circumstance around me, Lord, I will have joy. True joy, complete joy, overflowing joy, abundant joy. Father, restore me in all that I've lost spiritually, restore me. In all that I've lost physically, Lord, restore me. In all that I've lost emotionally and mentally, Lord, restore me. Restore your joy to me. Restore your joy unto me. Restore your joy unto me. Father, restore your joy unto me. Father, restore your joy unto me. Precious Lord, restore your joy unto me. In Jesus' name. Brethren, I want us to stand and spend the last few minutes praying for abundant joy that comes with this season. I want you to pray. Don't be tired of praying. I know it's a day of thanksgiving. We're going to dance. But I really want us to start this month in the right way. Don't be deceived. You can dance all your dance and go back home. Except you have the king of joy residing in you. That joy will not be abundant. So one more time, pray to God. And say, my father, my father. Give me joy that is abundant. Give me joy that is overflowing. Give me joy that is everlasting. My Lord, my God, Father, Lord, as I start this month in which I celebrate Jesus Christ, oh, that I will have Jesus residing in me. Father, Lord, I pray that you reside in me. Brethren, pray for yourself. 
We need to have the right attitude. Indeed, in this season. Father, help me, Lord. Father, Lord, help me indeed. Help me. My Lord and my God, there was a reason for which Mary's baby lived for joy. It was because the baby heard about what good thing had happened to Elizabeth. Father, for as many as are in this house today and they are believing you for a good thing for their joy to live, Father, give them the reason. Brethren, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself and say, my Lord and my God, help me to bet something that will bring your joy to leap into my life and leap to others. Father, bet something new in me. Bet something new in me. Brethren, there are many of us at the beginning of 2022, we heard a lot of beautiful prophecies. And now the year is ending and our joy is not complete because we have not seen the manifestation of, those prof of some of the prophecies. But the Lord is telling us that we should ask till our joy be full. So this moment, I want you to ask and say, Father, all of those precious promises that you promised, thank you, Lord, for as many as have been done. But, Lord, you know that there are some that you haven't answered me. This moment, I pray, oh, Lord, Father, as your spirit resides in me, oh, that everything that needs to be completed in my life will be completed, that my joy may be full. Brethren, we reminded ourselves that joy is associated with victory. What are the things you need, the areas you need victory in your life? What are the areas you want the Lord God Almighty to give you songs of victory? Want to pray to God and say, Father, concerning that child, that prodigal child, give me victory, that my joy may be full, that my joy may abound. My Lord and my God, concerning that difficult spouse, Father, give joy, that Lord, your people's joy will be full this morning. My Lord and my God, concerning visa problems that have become so difficult, Precious Lord, oh, that your children's joy will be full. Father, concerning people that have one ailment or the other, Dr. Jesus, it is you we celebrate in this season. Let there be healing that your children's joy may be full, may be complete, may be abundant. My Lord and my God, help your children. Lord, indeed, as our faces differ, so do our needs differ. But Lord, today we speak forth to you and say, Father, give us joy. Give us joy that will abound. Thank you, awesome God. Thank you, everlasting Redeemer. Father, Lord, we pray this morning for everyone that has had one door shut against them or the other. And you reside in them, but they are not feeling that joy. Oh, that such doors will be opened in Jesus' name. Father, let doors that are shut be opened, oh Lord. My Lord and my God, for as many as have been put to shame, have been disgraced by one thing or the other, Father, this morning we are praying in the place of shame, let there be glory. My Lord and my God, Father, Lord, for the shame of the trouble your children have gone through, let there be double. In this season of joy, Lord, double joy. Father, double promotion. Father, double of all that is good. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Indeed, our Lord and God, we thank you, O Lord, because from now we have abundant joy. Because as we go home, we continue to reflect on the fact that Jesus must reside in our lives. We must reflect on the fact that we need to win souls to the kingdom of God. There has to be new birth into the kingdom of God in terms of spiritual children to the Lord God Almighty, that our joy may be full. Father, in all the areas we need help, O oh Lord, help us, O oh Lord, and give us abundant joy. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Praise the Lord.
Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church, either via email, info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus six one four double six zero six two five eight zero.